back, everybody, to the Out of Body Experiences podcast. My name is Alicia Figarelli from Greco Publishing. I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Tom Greco, also from Greco Publishing, and Eddie Day from Collision Restoration. This episode is sponsored by our friends, Matthews Auto Supplies, the Tri-State Area's premier distributor, servicing PA, New Jersey, and New York. Check them out at MatthewsAutosupplies.com, and we will talk about them a little bit later on. But first, Ed. Great feedback. Thank you. I'm glad you... Uh... You uh, decided that I would be uh, uh, your guy for the this month again. I appreciate it. Well, it yeah. says it says starring Eddie Day in our, in our publicity. So, oh god, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> sorry about the sorry about the T-shirt today. I'm, I'm uh, you know, hey, look, like Zelensky, right? Body the guy from this is what it looks like. You run a body shop, right? That's this is like, cool. hey, look, Zelensky. Just like him, except for I'm not taking money from from Joe Biden and uh and my kid's not stumbling around drunk. Go ahead. Let's get right into <laughs> it. <laughs> what an illegal gun. <laughs> I'm afraid to bring my gun from the freaking car to the goddamn house. This guy walks around, throws a gun in a garbage can at a school zone, okay? And they go, We're really sorry. Go to rehab for an afternoon, sit there for a while, act smart, and get the out that's and i get it right i want the if i get a if i get arrested i want i'm going to say i want the same shit as biden's kid all right that's all i'm going to say i want the same goddamn courtesies as biden's kid for those of you who are not aware up here in northern new jersey uh somebody went to a shop that we will not name and that customer happened to have a dash cam and during the course of the repair on the dash cam they found that the employees of the shop were allegedly uh, rifling around, stealing some things, trying to steal some things out of the console, and um, doing loot acts. Right. Okay. Something's wrong. Something's wrong somewhere. It's, something smells like a setup somewhere from the customer. Whatever the reason. Number one, I know of the shop. He's a good operator. He's got three locations. Okay. He's a good guy. Does a nice job. Good customer service. He's a he's a good place. So. I'm not sensationalizing this whatsoever. Then what I, I you know what you hear carriers want to start dropping people for shit. Like you, you look, the carriers should look at it. It's it's like the last two years where every corporation jumped on a bandwagon of certain organizations and just wrote checks and all that stuff, which is the greatest sham in American history. I, I won't mention the 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 three letters i will not mention it but i think it's the greatest scam put upon the american public and american corporations in history but people should think corporations think a little more before they drop people or do something like that because all you have to do is say look i've terminated the employee the thing the bigger thing is too that people talk about like doing the right thing when nobody's watching nobody's not that doesn't exist anymore that nobody's watching because Everybody's always watching, whether it's a dash cam or a ring or the ring across the street or your cell phone or this guy's on a Zoom and in the background you see it. You can't, there's no escape in this, right? So, since cameras, since camera turned into $30 cameras and 35 bucks, everybody can afford them with that cheap crap we're buying, right? And you throw it out in two weeks. So when you have access to cheap cameras and cheap surveillance stuff, it's, you're going to get bagged if you're, this guy was a gavon whoever this was, I'm sure the knucklehead got fired. I, like I said, 
I don't want to sensationalize this because he's a fellow shop owner, number one, and I'm a shop guy. Okay. You know, doctors don't talk about each other. You know, you could, you could walk in with gangrene from here to here. Right. And I'll t- <laughs> okay. And the guy will go, Oh, well, he made a little, he maybe he made a little mistake. No, the nerve, everything was dirty. That's why you got, you're dying. They're, they're hacking your arm off on a Thursday night. Right. So doctors never, and I, and I think that there's a certain code uh, among shop owners and I, I would never sensationalize this. Like I said, I know the operation. He's a class act and he's a good guy. And he's, an, he's a multi-shop operator and it's, it's an old operation seasoned. And uh, so now the, the guy should be hung by his fingernails, the guy that did this. Well, because, yeah, that makes the whole shop look bad. Even yeah, if it is. It's, it's, I, what, what if he loses insurance companies? What if he's DR, you know, he's direct repair? You know, they got to make a decision also, which I don't, I don't, I think is, would be, egregious if we you know if they made a decision to remove somebody but i think that's that's overreach but you know th- this is this is a world we live in this is where we live in. it's not this is no anonymity there's no there's no anonymous anymore there's no you know i think i saw somebody they got it you know this is this is where we are you know and and, and and you know what human beings have ugly habits and ugly problems you know what? I wouldn't say it's our industry because that's always when it's our industry. You never hear of a dentist, okay, with the girl's shirt over her head after she's out. This is not a joke, guys. This happened to my sister, okay, at a doctor in Bloomfield. And he got bagged for it and broke up an entire practice, okay? It was, a, they, they were oral surgeons in Bloomfield. They were, they were renowned, okay? And women were getting fooled around with, I mean, in a dentist chair, but you never heard a thing about it. And you know who walked in about six months ago? Walked into my shop, that doctor. He's 80 something years old now. Okay. And, and I remember I said, how's the, how's the practice? I just wanted to stick it to him. Well, we had a little problem. You know, you had a problem. Yeah, you had a problem. You were, you were putting people under anesthesia. Okay. And molesting them. It's, but that always comes out when it's a working class industry because it's easy to screw with the blue collar guy. We don't have the support. We don't have the AMA and 70 lawyers behind us. Okay. And it's a goddamn shame because this is one of the most legit industries, hardworking industries in this country. And for the rate and how hard we work at and the guidelines we work under, we are nothing short of amazing. So they should go to Wall Street or go into the medical industry to see how many drug addicted doctors there are. This, this is fact, guys. This is, you know, you have access to everything as a doctor. I'm not saying every doctor, but it happens. But you never hear about it. You only hear about it when it's a body shop or some knucklehead mechanical shop that left a wheel loose. You know, like it's 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 our industry, unfortunately, is always under a microscope because 60 years ago, things were done differently. And I won't say any more than that. Obviously, you have an incredibly high standard for just the way you carry yourself in the shop. You're a representative of the company when you're working on a customer's vehicle. But with every single car coming in, you don't know who has a dash cam, how small it is that's there. And the cars have, you know, OnStar or whatever that records. How do you handle that with your staff? Like, how do you have that conversation with them of like, I know that yours, like, we have an understanding that you're not going to be doing anything stupid while you're working on these cars. But that said, don't do anything stupid while you're working on these cars. Well, well, well. Tesla, Tesla was smart enough 
after a couple of years in to put a process called a program called service mode. So service mode stops that. But like I said, the guy that that they made a big deal out of and channel channel 12 is the worst effing news in America. OK, so they play that every 16 seconds. OK, and what's your I told you, what's her name? The lady that died, the lady that dyed her hair, Dela, Dela Cruz, but she dyed her hair blonde recently. She's that she's a, the, oh yeah, she's like that, that, that she's been here for 30 years. She's like Roz from Monsters Inc. They can't get rid of her. And it's, a, <laughs> okay, she's the worst, okay? And she has the same glued on face for every single tragedy or, or happy thing that happens, you know? Huh, today, a school bus full of people, kids rolled out and all got crushed. It was a 12. Like, you got the same look on her face. <laughs> okay. So they played that friggin' thing 50 times with this poor body shop. What's the craziest thing an employee's ever done in your shop? He came back to my shop at 1 and 2 in the morning and painted cars, and I didn't know it. How's that? Was that a good thing or a bad thing? That's the, No, it was heartbreaking because I was a guy that I helped. He had his kids had medical problems that I took care of it. That's not, that's, there's no, my guys, I don't, I don't even remember the stupid shit. Okay. That, but the, the part that bothered me was driving by, you know, a couple of drinks, me two in the morning, my wife's driving and we drive by and I see the spray booth lights on, mm. you know, shit like that. That, that takes the wind out of your sails. Just like this guy did to that shop. Mm. You know, this guy should be drawn and quartered. What was their reason? Like, why would they go to the shop in the middle of the night? Like, were they behind on stealing? The He's stealing. What? Oh, he's stealing, he's stealing materials. I'm naive. I thought it was really no, no. I don't mind somebody working late for Christ's sake. He was stealing materials. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the guy helped his kids. He got in trouble. You know that kind of thing. His kids had medical bills. Is when he had one kid who was sick. Matter of fact, the kid just tried to try to drug overdose. As a matter of fact, my heart goes out to him. No matter what we think about each other, you know. But um, yeah, that kid. Matter of fact, and. uh so that's the worst thing that ever happened here. And it was, it's, it hurts. It hurts. Listen, people, uh, what, what happened? Hurt. What happened when he, when you confronted him? Well, it was a different time in my life, Tom, 30 years ago. So you use your imagination. <laughs> and, and it Very didn't end civil well. conversation. It did not end well for him. How's that? That's that, all I have to say. That, that Raza newscaster said, body found with cement shoes in the Pacific <laughs> River. <laughs> It didn't. End. I'll leave it at that. It did not end well for him. How's that? This was 30 years ago. Okay. <laughs> Let's switch gears here. Uh, hey, hey, that's a good phrase for our show, right? Switching gears. Switching um, gears. Yeah. You want? We want to talk about uh, body shop ego. What What does that mean to you? Well, look. When you, uh, I remember myself being a little bit of a knucklehead when I was younger, you know. But what does it mean to me? I think it holds a lot of guys back. That's what I think. I How think so? you, uh, because you're blind to your faults. You're you're blind. You know, it's the little it's the little weenie syndrome. That's all it is. Okay, they, they it's your it's a little penis syndrome. Okay, this is all. It, you're blind to your faults because you think that your chest is out to here, right? And you're forgetting how you you're forgetting how you act you, you you're blind to how you act you're blind to the problems in your own business okay 
and you, you're, 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 most of those guys are always screaming at everybody, yelling at everybody. You know, like the, the, their employees don't even listen anymore. If I raise my voice in my shop, something's wrong. It's easy for me to call a guy an, a, an asshole, right? Or for me to walk over to him and say, John, I'm incredibly disappointed in you today. You're way better than this and walk away. I remember things that my first boss said to me just like that. I don't remember when he yelled at me. I remember when he told me I was disappointed. He was disappointed in me, you know? Yeah, it's body shot. It doesn't belong. It doesn't belong in any business. Look, you're making money. I understand. We're all proud. We're, most of us are self-made guys. You know, I, I like I always tell you, I didn't have the opportunity to have my daddy's shop and all that stuff. I, I would have loved to have that opportunity, you know? But it didn't work out that way. I've, out of all my, out of all the shops that I'm with, um, and we stay close, most of them, or a lot of them are inherited, you know, businesses or, or wealth or estates. And I didn't have that opportunity. I, I come from a poor family from North New Jersey. That's the way it is. So, so you do get a little, not arrogant, I guess confident. It's when your confidence surpasses your common sense and, and your common courtesies. When it, you go past that. That's when you, your ego doesn't. Your ego doesn't belong in your business. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, it's that boastful. Nobody wants to be around that guy. He's not funny. He's an asshole. You think, right? You, we all have that one friend. You're like, oh, this fuck again is going to start this shit. All right, you're doing well. I work out with a guy. Nice guy. Does real. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a peon. He makes. This is private jet money out of Morristown, the whole thing. But you know, it's, he's not pleasant to be around. Number one, he never smiles. He's never happy, okay? The wife's got a dog walker. They have, no, no, they got somebody picking up dog poop. Somebody that sleeps, lives in the house and does the washing, does the cleanup, okay? Does a, right? So it's a full maid service. They got a landscaper, of course. They've got a guy that comes, picks the car, washes it, and bring it back. And i and like, what does she do? <laughs> You're out breaking your hole, right? Is ass this big? And, and <laughs> what does she do? Okay, no offense, they got a, it's a nice life, but it's really not. Mm. The kids resent them because he didn't buy him a Rolex for for graduation, and like um, it's insanity. But his ego is so big when he starts telling these stories. You're know, like, oh man, shut up. You know, like it's okay, brother. Like I'm glad you did well. He's self-made too. He works his ass off. Don't get me wrong. But nobody wants to hear it. I want to hear it. It's, it's fucking boring, guys. You know, it's you're you're not. It, it run your business properly, but it's not IBM, okay? It's a body shop with ten people in it. Get over yourself. My opinion. How often do we see that when we run the trainings for for ASP New Jersey? Of you know, you call people. Hey, we have a meeting coming up next week. You're coming. Nah, I don't need to learn that. Sure you do. Even if you think you know it, just come. Yeah. Because even if you know everything that the presenter is saying, you're going to talk to somebody in the five minutes before the meeting or walk into the car after the meeting, and you're going to learn something that you didn't know before. Coming to the last meeting, you pick up a little something. You pick up one line. Yeah. One legitimate line, not some made-up crap. One line on the bottom of the estimate of 0.4. Okay, but that guy's ego got in the way because he knows everything. Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't. 
This is constant. You got to be, look, it's like life. You got to be a work in progress in life. You do. Or, or you die. That's you just, you wither, you know? Nobody knows everything. Nobody's perfect. Even if you're doing, you're catching everything. Uh, so if this is a hard business, a tough racket, it's a tough business. All right. Let's take a minute to thank this episode's sponsor, Matthews Auto Supplies, ASP New Jersey member, Northeast Trade Show exhibitor, and premier distributor servicing Pennsylvania, New York, and New Jersey. So check them out online at matthewsautosupplies.com or click the link in the episode description. And now let's get back to the podcast. Also, also my friend, Matt Serino, great guy, great friend, works for Matthews, solid guy, my buddy. So I want to say hello also. Sorry for the shameless shout out, shout out, but you know. Okay, not shameless. So. All right, so um, it seems like everywhere you look, AI is coming up. And also lately they've been talking about it coming into with the uh, – the strike with the auto workers. A lot of them are concerned about artificial intelligence coming in and, and taking their jobs. Where do you see AI playing a part in the role of, of uh, collision repair? Uh, they're going to have, we're going to have these four minute or 14 second estimates, you know, where the side of the car is going to be scanned. They're going to average the depth of the dent. It's going to happen. And, you know, it's going to be, I, I think CCC's piloting something recently. And uh, it's a, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I thank God I was too stupid to study and stay in school. Uh, my job is not going to be eliminated because you need people to greet, you need people to fix, you need people to order, you know. So it's it, 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 it'll it be, the car can't fix itself, the fender's still bent, you know, there still has to be an evaluation and, and a repair process, so. Well, I mean, it's scary because right now they're, you know, like almost every job that you talk, you talk about, they're saying AI within the next 10 years will be able to recreate it. It's kind of like Terminator. Um, yeah, if you're sitting behind a desk and you're a programmer and or you're, you know, I, I don't know how AI is going to order stock, metal stock from China, melt it down and make a doorknob. I don't know how that's going to work. Okay. So and there's still... Jobs that require a guy with a shovel in his hand or a wrench, it's going to be a long time before AI figures that out. There's no way that a car is going to come in a shop, get torn down, parts ordered, car assembled, and car painted through AI. It's going to be a hundred years. Okay, that's all there is to it. You know, so no, but you know, AI, AI may be taking the same guy's job that's creating the AI right up his ass. He's designing himself out of a fucking job writers would be the first thing that comes to mind like from from a marketing standpoint you can chat what is it chat gp so it's called you, like that. you know um you know try to promote an upcoming association meeting in a friendly tone enter and here's all your copy for your meeting event flyer so like where does the writer's role like what do you need a writer for anymore if you can just Plug it in. It's not that easy, obviously. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't writing need emotion connected to it somewhere? Sometimes. Well, they're teaching. So this, this podcast, this podcast can get emotional in three minutes. That's what kind of makes the podcast, right? It's kind of fun. That's what makes Rogan's podcast so amazing because he'll find the subject could be the most mundane, but you know what? He finds an angle and, and, and he makes it funny because we're, listen, 
our, our ability to connect is what lead, what makes us live, you know, but when you, when you see young people down the shore on a, in the morning, when you pass somebody my age, and you say, good morning, they have their head up and good morning, that the person that's that 20 year old can't even look at you. They don't know how to look at you. They forgot they live in life through a foreign screen. We're, we're, we're erased. We've erased the, the, our children's ability to deal with any kind of adversity because they never got a punch in the nose. Okay. They never got a punch in the face or somebody never put their foot behind them and pushed the kid down. You had to get up and defend yourself. You can't defend you. I mean, how do you defend you? You go on a blog and say you defend yourself. That's why a man defends himself. It's a, it's, it's a freaking joke. Okay. So AI is never going to give you the ability. That machine is never going to have the ability to reason. When Joe walks in four times late after being a great employee, you know what's going to happen after the fifth time? They're going to fire. AI is going to fire him. He doesn't know that this guy's wife left him with his best friend. He found her in a sack somewhere, right? In a car somewhere with the windows all fogged. And the guy's freaking fractured, right? He's crippled, okay? AI is never going to see that. He's just going to take an algorithm of five days, zero, low productivity, going to give him a, a, a computerized warning or in the next week he's going to be gone because no one's got the ability to sit down with Joe and have a cup of coffee and Joe has nobody to cry on anybody's shoulder and say, I've been working here 24 years and you're firing me now. You know why people gather at dinner on a Friday? Because we used to meet in each other's houses. We don't do it anymore, okay? So we go out on a Friday night and what do we talk about? Everything. Sports or shitty life sometimes, or disappointing, you feel underappreciated at home, whatever the reason. Where does AI lead that? Where does that? That's, I'm glad I won't be around to see it. How's that? Breathing this shit for the last 35 years. Let's face it, I might not be here tomorrow. <laughs> okay, but don't you think the more, like, you're kind of at the mercy, say, you know, whether it's CCC or Mitchell or the insurance companies. If they're all of a sudden going to move all to AI, then you guys have to adapt as well. I mean, there's no, really no preventing that. We're not going to know what that looks like for a while. It's coming. Yeah. But then again, there'll be a supplement. Yeah. I still have to fix the car. I still have to order the parts. They, if They're already writing a shitty estimate on the street anyhow. <laughs> okay. AI can't fuck it up any worse than hey, right? <laughs> If not, not, it might be better for Christ's sake, okay? Instead right. of the guy that calls it the apron from Larry, I told you the apron, right? <laughs> I, call him a moron. I call him a moron. Well, the AI maybe do a better job with that schmuck that came here, okay? Okay, so who knows? It might be a bonus. Plus, you get that idiot out of the way because he's the lowest common denominator, right? He, he is. It, it's, let's face it. They're sending people in these in this the shop that I... I just take a deep breath. And that's why I'm direct. It's easier for me to just send the estimate out. Okay. Yeah. So I, people know why I'm DRP. It's not because I just make tons of money and I roll around sweaty and let it stick to me at night. It's because <laughs> the job is easier. Okay. I don't want to fight anymore. All right. <laughs> One of my old college professors always used to say, you need someone to pick the grapes. You're always going to need someone to pick the grapes. So you can have all your AI, but you're always going to need that person to plug in the computer and make it do everything. And dig the trench that gets that, or put that line up, that fiber optic line up. 
yep. or fix it. There's there's a country song called "Thank a Beer Drinker," you know, and it's it's. I'm not a country fan. I'm not. I'm you know. I listen to Brian Setzer. Or I'm not. I like guitar, but um, it's if your air conditioning's cold and your car started this morning, thank a beer drinker. You know, it's like, it's it's got a lot of truth to it. Thank the working class guy that gets up in the morning and scratches it out and fixes the car. Comes in when your air conditioning breaks, right? And then, so it'd be a while before AI takes those jobs. It can't, it's, unless everything just becomes so perfect. And let's face it, if we keep buying it from China, it's never going to be perfect. It's shit. But it's I think that my fear is more like, uh, you know, going back to what we touched on last month is, is EVs is doesn't necessarily, we don't necessarily need it. We don't necessarily want it, but they're going to force it down our throats. I see AI in the same way that they're going to say, well, you know what? That's the future. Can't stop the future. You, you cannot, the market's going to dictate that EV. The market will dictate that. Because when they see their sales at 6% and 8% and the rest of the market's gasoline, they're going to figure out that they're, some of these, some of these electric cars, that's, they're, they're, they're sitting on lots right now. Yeah. You may mandate all this shit you want. You could do whatever you want. But if the car doesn't sell, the guy that's making the car is going to slow down selling them. And he's going to start building gas cars again. And I think it's a stepping stone to hydrogen anyhow. Or if they get this battery down pat, like we talked about, fast charge, long distance. If they can get that down pat, it'll become it'll become practical. Yeah. But I, I, it'll be a long time. It'll be a long time. It's got, a, it's, it's got a couple of years. You get together with these shop owners every month. You go to dinner. And you sit at the head of the table and they all kiss your ring and you talk about your shops and your life. But do you guys talk about work-life balance at all? That was a funny line, by the way. Why don't you laugh when I say funny? That was very good. (laughs) (laughs) It was almost insulting, but funny. Okay. So what, what, uh, work-life balance, do you guys, does that work-life balance? Do we discuss work balance, work-life balance? Uh, You know, successful shops should have a life work balance. I think that the shops coming in, the younger guys, the shops we manage better than mine because they're going to want that time away. They're, they're trained to have that time away. I think they're going to have their repair plans and the repair process will be better than mine. I'm a little old school still. Okay. I, and I've connected to my place emotionally. It's hard to explain. I don't want to sound like some whining little baby. So um, the younger guys are going to have a different life balance. No doubt. The family, the, the past and passing on their, their shops to their kids or a young guy is still going to have to break his ass for 60 hours a week. This, this business or better. That's all there is to it. Anybody coming into this starting from nothing I don't even know how they're going to do it. It's so hard. Fire department comes in. They want to, this life hazard use permits and EPA and, and, and then American compliance and, and all the, you know, like there's so many angles to this business, but I think anybody that's getting a pass down shop is definitely going to have a better life balance than his father. No doubt. It's just, it's generational. It's interesting because we were talking with a shop owner just yesterday. That's a second generation. And he was saying, you know, I grew up around this shop and I grew up with 
my dad was always working and he, when he wasn't working, he was at a trade meeting or he was doing something to better the business or better himself. So I never saw him. And as I got older, I said, I don't want to do that. And that he, he operates, he's still busting his ass, but he's operating in a different way so that his kid maybe won't have that. Um, and I mean, they, you know, the, the kid's going to be like, well, my dad worked his ass off, but I saw him a lot too. Cause he always, you know, he, he was able to, make that separation. And I think that's- But important. it's also easy for the kid to do that because the, the machine's already built. He's just fine tuning it, okay? He's just doing the tune on it. Mm. The place in place, you know? So yes, but he's gonna have a, a better run business with the ability to him to be not absentee, but some reason, some family time off. I, you know, I, I'm gonna tell you the truth. When, when Gabriella was born and Gabby and I are glued at the hip we're, we're best friends no no i'm her parent it's not true she is i don't call her my friend she's my kid but we're we're incredibly we're just connected but you know what i remember going like this here hon i'm going to work you know now i got a guy from one of the paint companies he wears the freaking papoose eight weeks he's out of work 10 weeks he's out of work what do you do for 10 what could you possibly do do it for 10 weeks you know and when i was a kid the ants came now, i know it sounds old-fashioned but the ants came and mom came and bah, 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 and that was the support system and dad had to pay for all this shit it's a different time so yeah i think the younger owners are going to have a better run shop and uh with with uh maybe less emphasis on on stuff too because you know, we all, you know, as what do you do when you're successful, right? Body shops, the owner's successful. They all have these big, big homes boats. and the expensive, expensive boats, right? Uh, expensive cars in the driveway or, you know, performance cars, hot rods and race cars and shit like that. That's, that's a lot of ego driven stuff. But going back to the beginning of this podcast, that's a lot of ego driven stuff. And I think the kids, the younger guys, they want less responsibility. They really do. They want less responsibility. You know, sometimes they just, they're, they're younger generations, very content, you know. What's the one thing you regret missing most in, in your work life? Ooh. When I see pictures of my daughter down the shore with my wife, I'm not in it. You know, I just didn't have the ability to pull away, to, to disconnect from here. So it's not, uh, I'm not, I'm not in the photos. When I asked, now my daughter's going to be a psychologist. So now she, of course, she psychoanalyzes every freaking thing I say, right? So I go, Gabby, do you ever felt this? Do you ever feel abandoned by me when you're? This is right. These intimate conversations you have with your kid. She's 28 years old now, right? And she goes, you know, Dad, you sound like an asshole right now, okay? <laughs> because I never felt that way. Oh, that's really she's funny. My my kids, she's so goddamn funny. And she has a great sense of humor and she, she lights her room up, you know, but she doesn't think she doesn't feel she missed anything because she has this great support family support system. Plus the moment I was with her, everything we all the time we spent together was on the money. What I miss? I don't know. I enjoyed doing this. I don't feel like I miss anything. I, I enjoyed doing this. You know what I did today, guys? I know this sounds, I have a customer of mine lost her husband to pancreatic cancer. And she has a little SLK, an early SLK Mercedes. 
and we we called Mercedes stuff was still available. We put the car back together. We did like a a 60% restoration, 70% restoration, new bumpers and headlights. And, and I spent the day from, I don't know, from probably 9.30 this morning with another guy block sanding and polishing this car. And I just finished it. 40 minutes brought the car to the showroom because I have, a, I have, I have, I know now I'll do, I'll, let me, let me give you a little of my ego. Okay. I built a showroom for my customers to drive their cars. Their cars are in a climate controlled epoxy mural. It looks like a small dealership. And that's where this lady that just lost her husband, she's 51 years old. And that's where she's going to drive her car. So I just finished block sanding and polishing. You know why? Because I still enjoy it. Still at the end of the day, it wasn't a supplement. It was a feeling of accomplishment, you know? And the fact that I did that, there's no AI is going to take away how she feels when she picks up that automobile. You can't reproduce this. I did this because I care. It feels good. So when that stops, shovel, <laughs> throw myself in. Okay, that, that's when that ends. So on that note, I think it's time to wrap up another episode of the Out of Body Experiences podcast. Let's uh, thank our sponsor for this episode, Matthews Auto Supplies. Visit them at matthewsautosupplies.com or click the link in the description of this episode. Ed, thank you for balancing your work and life to be part of this episode. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you. I don't know why you'd even call me back. I have no idea, but... uh, I hope I add a little color to the industry. I, you know what? I'm going to say something real fast. You can wrap, we'll wrap it up. Podcast shouldn't be boring, guys. Nobody yeah. wants to hear about your two millimeters in your car liner, okay? Nobody wants to hear about your spray booth flowing. No, 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 no. Try to enjoy life. And if you can't find the humor in this, then maybe your ego is in the way. Ooh. Tying it all together, full circle. all right check us out on youtube grecopublishing.com soundcloud itunes and wherever you get your podcasts and we'll see you next time all right guys tommy thank you alicia thank you thank you thank you see you later